three younger siblings who mean the world to me. As for my parents, they're each on my birth certificate and easy to find, so I named them. But my siblings, on the other hand, that's a bit of a different story. They're my gifts and great ones indeed, so to protect their safety and privacy, I will refer to them as number two, number three, and number four throughout this podcast. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hey, 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 we've made it to episode five. When do we learn about you? (laughs) Slow your horses. We're getting there. But I would be crazy if I didn't mention these three in a story about me. For all that I am and all I can do, they are the first to see the best and the worst of me. My first shot at protectiveness, boundaries, relating to others, all tested through numbers two, three, and four. Growing up, I, being the eldest, would do things to try to strengthen our bond. I used to make sure that we would go through sibling initiations. We'd also do our monthly activity, especially given the disparity in age between us, called Sibling Day, where we cut off everybody and we would find an activity to do as siblings. And that included things like going to the museum or going to the zoo or things as simple as going through a car wash, eating some food, and taking a trip around town in the same car that we just cleaned. They were my besties growing up. My little siblings. We used to find ways to be creative and really find out what everyone's talents were. And we did this through good old-fashioned imaginative gameplay. We would set up scenes or put together music videos and things of that nature. And we really learned a lot about each other in those moments, like how I'm good with my hands. So if we ever needed something built or picked up or moved or dismantled, I was the one for the job. Number two was very, very intelligent. I mean, if we needed anything to be figured out as far as spatial issues or technical ideas or anything of the sort, she was the go-to. Number three was such a man, even at such a young age, he was always there to protect us and look out for us if we were at the playgrounds or outside being rambunctious. And he was so well put together, the perfect little gentleman. And so he was always there to mediate, create peace, or have that perfect distraction so his hothead sisters could just cool off. And of course, number four. I'm pretty sure she's going to be the first billionaire of the group. She is so skilled and so talented and so lucky to be the last where she just gets to watch us and figure what to do and what definitely not to do. But she's a talented artist and an amazing writer. And those are my siblings in a nutshell. The sounding board and group that I was able to blossom with. That's not to say that life was always perfect. 
And as the eldest, having only a four-year difference between myself and number two, a lot of missteps were taken as it related to her. And having such a gap between myself and number three, a lot of overstepping was done, taking on the role that probably shouldn't have been taken on. And as for number four, there's a lot of time lost and a lot of things to make up for because, hey, we had a double-digit age gap and that is tough on anyone. But all in all, through our experiences, through the dramas, through the good times, through the bad times, and explaining how to plan life, how to navigate through growth and adulthood, I owe so much to my interactions with my little siblings. And as a result, they will pop up from time to time throughout this podcast as need be, as you've seen already with number two and number three. But make no mistake that no blame is being laid, no finger being pointed. I leave no lines to read between. I'm here to be truthful, not hurtful, and honest, but very mindful. And with that, I am very happy to finally introduce you to me. Yes, we're here. The backstory of Kelia. And it all begins at Soul Clinic International School. <laughs> <laughs>